Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Funderat på din sömn på sistone. Mm-hmm, tack. Vi har ju pratat väldigt mycket om min sömn. Mm. Inte så mycket att säga om din sömn eftersom den är så bra. Mm. Men, nu undrar jag. Hur påverkas din sömn av att du är mitt uppe i en lansering? Sover du fortfarande som en stock? Eller är du lite pirrig och lite svårare att komma till ro? Vakna lite tidigare? Berätta. Alltså, jag är så pirrig. På kvällarna när jag ska gå och lägga mig så känner jag så här. Nej, jag måste bara kolla. Hur var det nu med det här? Och när skulle det här ske? Och sen liksom, innan jag somnar så måste jag ta fram. För jag har ju produkterna hemma. Mm. Och då måste jag ta fram dem och titta lite extra på dem. Och säga till mig själv, åh vilka fina och bra produkter jag har här. Godnattfiberblandningen. Precis. Godnattmjölksyrabakterierna. Precis. Och så lägger jag dem där. Och sen så somnar jag. Efter mycket om och men. Men vaknar lite tidigare. Som man gör om man ska ut och resa. Eller ha liksom något stort på gång. Mm. Och vänder mig om och tittar på de små produkterna. Och ser att de är där. Så kanske jag kommer på nej. Jag skulle skicka det där smset som var så viktigt. Eller mejlet som var så viktigt. Och så gör jag lite saker. Nu är det ju reklam för Newton tant. Jag måste avbryta dig. Men snart, snart så är det dags att säga att det här är vansinnigt mycket reklam för våra egna produkter. Ja, verkligen. Men äter du dem på morgonen då? Går du upp och surplar i dig? Får jag berätta om min sömn mm, nu? Mm, mm, mm. Eh, då, sen så somnar jag om lagom till att klockan ringer. Mm. Och det är ju lite surt. Mm. Och då är jag inte lika glad Nej. för lanseringen. Nej, då är du sur. Ja, då är jag mm. väldigt sur. Jag äter ju inte på morgonen normalt, utan jag äter ju lite senare. Mm. Mitt första mål äter jag som en tidig lunch. Jag äter mellan frukost och lunch. Och då tar jag faktiskt de kostnedskotten som jag äter, som är också inte bara våra egna, utan två andra som jag får i mig varje dag. Och jag gör ungefär som du, fast på grund av just sömnen så har ju jag flyttat mitt ätfönster lite. Gjort små justeringar i, i min vardag. Och bland annat så har jag börjat äta klockan tio redan, mitt första mål. Så då passar jag alltid på att röra ner en matsked av fiberblandningen. Oavsett egentligen vad det är jag äter, om det är gröt eller om det är smoothie bowl eller smoothie. Eller ibland gör det enkelt för mig att bara röra ner det i ett glas vatten. Och så passar jag på att ta den där mjölksyrabakterien också. Så har jag det gjort. Mm. Det, det, det är lättast så. Mm. Och så tar jag min andra eh, tillskott också, precis som du. Mm. Så då har man det som rutin. Och det tycker jag är väldigt bra. Sen händer det ju att jag tar lite mer fiberblandning på eftermiddagen. Men du Mia, när du nu håller på att läskar så mycket. Mm. Så kanske någon undrar, vad är det här för några produkter ni gör reklam för? 
Och hur hittar jag dem och så vidare? Kan du berätta, vad, vad ska man göra liksom? Det hela är väldigt enkelt. Man ska gå in på newtrentante.se. Och där kan man registrera sin mailadress. Och den dagen som vi sedan släpper produkterna i shoppen, vilket är om en vecka, så får man helt enkelt ett litet påminnelsemail som säger att nu finns produkterna i shoppen, nu kan du in och handla, plus en rabattkod. Generöst. Så generöst. Men du, ska vi göra oss varsin god gröt här med lite fiberblandning medan vi lutar oss tillbaka och lyssnar på... The Sleep Doctor. Ja, jag tänker att jag ska göra vår nya mannagrynsgröt som mm. görs på inte alls mannagryn utan havre. Och den här gröten läggs upp, jag tror det är, det kanske till och med är redan i övermorgon, alltså på fredag den här veckan. Eller så är det nästa vecka, jag kommer inte ihåg, jag har inte vår contentplan i huvudet. Men den kommer upp på bloggen jättesnart. Och så. den är super. God. Ja, den är supergod. Vi har ju pratat om den tidigare på den. Mm. Den kommer från Ekotipset så vi ska inte alls ta åt oss äran för den. Men eh, vi har gjort om den lite och har i vår fiberblandning i den. Så att, det är det vi gör nu. Mm. Ja, innan vi drar igång så måste jag tyvärr nämna det här med online-intervjuer och att uppkopplingen kan vara lite si och så ibland. Och då är det ju ljudkvaliteten som blir lidande tyvärr. Detta kommer att ske några gånger under denna intervju men jag tror inte att det kommer störa er särskilt. Och förresten, för er som missade den första intervjun med The Sleep Doctor i avsnitt 144 och kanske undrar vem 17 är den här människan egentligen så ska jag nu läsa lite från hans hemsida på engelska. <clears throat> Michael J. Bruce, PhD, is a clinical physiologist and both a diplomat of the American Board of Sleep Medicine and a fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. He was one of the youngest people to have passed the board at age 31 and with a speciality in sleep disorders, is one of only 168 psychologists in the world with his credentials and distinction. <coughs> oh. Halvbra engelska där, men ah, skitsamma. Han kan det där med sömn helt enkelt. Nu kör vi. So, Dr. Bruce, why do children never want to go to sleep even though they seem deadly tired? So this is one of the most common questions that I get, a very popular question. And so parents are always wondering, my child seems exhausted. Um, why don't they just want to lie down and go to sleep? So here's what's interesting is some kids actually do like to go to bed. Um, I have two children. I have an 18-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter. And um, my son promptly walks upstairs at 9.30, 10 o'clock and likes to go to bed. He always has been one of those kids. My daughter, very different. My daughter likes to stay up late and always has since a very young child. So first of all, I think there is some genetics associated with it. Me personally, I've always been a night owl. I like to stay up late. And I think my daughter may have gotten that from my genetics, <laughs> mm. as a matter of fact. Um, but the big discussion that we should have here is about the child's chronotype. 
right? And so when we talked last time, we talked about that there are four different internal circadian rhythms that yeah. people can have. Jag hoppar in med en liten snabb översättning eftersom jag själv blev lite tveksam och tänkte att då kanske någon av er också blev det. Circadian rhythm betyder dygnsrytm. During different ages a child will actually go through each one of these stages. So when you have really tiny children, infants, right? They are all lions, meaning they wake up super early and they go to bed super early. Mm. But if you have teenagers who are later in years like my kids are, they want to stay up late and sleep late. Mm. So what's interesting is children actually developmentally will go through all of the different chronotypes. So one of the main reasons why children don't want to go to bed is because you kept them up past their bedtime. So what happens is their brain says, I'm awake, more stuff to do, and hormones come up and then they're ready to go and they could never fall asleep. So there's a window for everyone, especially children. And we see it seems to last for somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes at night. And you probably know it if you've got kids. Like mm. I could tell, like my my daughter, when she'd get tired, she would kind of do one of these, you know, she'd rub against her eye, you know, yeah. type of thing, or she'd kind of, uh, you know, or she might get a little cranky. As parents, it's our job to give them that structure and say mm. bedtime, wake up time. It's not always fun, right? Sometimes grandma wants to come over maybe a little bit later, or a friend wants to come over and see the baby or something like that. It's not a good idea. Generally speaking, we want to keep kids on a very tight schedule to allow for that sleep development. Most people don't know this, but uh, little children do not have the same sleep as an adult does. It's actually very different. Oh, tell me more about this, because last time we just talked about what you now said, that, that we have four stages of sleep. And the mm-hmm. children, they go through them, or I mean, do they have the same four stages of sleep from so okay so first of all we're talking about two different four things so Mm. there are four chronotypes Mm. right which is your internal biological schedule early bird in the middle night owl insomnia and there are four stages of sleep stage Mm. one stage two stage three stage four and then something called rem sleep if remember we talked a lot about that last time Here's what's fascinating. Itty bitty little babies, they don't have that. They only have two stages of sleep. They have Mm -hmm. REM and they have non-REM and that's it. As they grow and they get to be one year old, two years old, then the stages develop because their brain has to develop to that point. So when itty bitty babies are born, they don't even have stages of sleep. They either have REM sleep or non And then this goes into stages one, two, three, four over the course of time. Make sense? Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. But this has to do with the development of the brain. Exactly. And this is one of the reasons why parents must be very, very strict. Go to bed at this time, get up at that time. This is important because this allows the brain to develop when parents don't do this. When parents say, oh, just go to bed whenever you want and wake up whenever you want, that's not going to be good for brain development. So we have to guide our children because they don't know any better. So last time we spoke, we talked about that it's quite important for adults who uh, have a routine. Yeah, to have a routine. Is it 
as important for children or even more important than you would say? So I would say it's more important for children to have a routine than adults, but adults really need a routine Yeah. Uh, because when we fall out of that routine, bad stuff happens. But remember yeah. for children, this is the development. This is their physical development, their cognitive development, their emotional development. All of these things play a role. So if we can get good sleep early on, all of those things get better, right? Mm. All of those things work better. Now, as an adult, we have a lot more time on our hands and we have a lot more flexibility in our schedules. Mm. Sometimes that's not good. (laughs) Sometimes we think something's more important than sleep, like maybe being social with our friends or watching television or reading a book or something along those lines. Keeping that structure turns out to be one of the best things that you can do. I tell people all the time that you get freedom from structure, right? So you get more of the good things in life, more energy, more vitality, more health. Mm. If you, if you structure your sleep and you get the right amount of sleep for you, right? Because everybody is different. Children are the same way. When we look at children and we look at how much sleep does a child need, that's going to be different depending upon the age of the child. So Mm. small children, infants, if you will, they can sleep 18 to 20 hours a day if that's what they need, which is kind of nice, right? They're so cute. (laughs) You know, you just cold them and they're so cute and all that good stuff, right? But then they get to about two or three, right? And then now they're napping during the day. They might be sleeping for 12, 16, 14, 16 hours, but then maybe they're taking a two and a half, three hour nap. Then when they hit about four or five, they might only be sleeping for 12 hours and their nap might not be three hours. It might be just an hour and a half, right? Then we get into teenage years, right? Teenage years, by the time a child is 10, there's no napping going on anymore. And they're just sleeping in one bout, usually a little bit longer, maybe 12, 13 hours for a teenager, if you can. And then as an adult, it seems to level out somewhere around eight, six to eight hours, somewhere in between there. So what happens is is as we get older, the amount of time begins to shrink that our body is sleeping. That's not necessarily a good thing, right? We know that our bodies, the more sleep we get as a young person, the more development we have, the better habits we have. So I'm always talking to parents about get your kids on a regular schedule and get them enough sleep based on their age. Mm. So when you say a teenager should get 12 hours of sleep a night, I guess there are not many teenagers during weekdays who get 12 hours. That is correct. Almost none. And so, for example, what I do with my children is they come home from school and they take a nap, Mm. right? Because they need that extra. It's not changing their ability to sleep at night. So my son still can fall asleep at 10 o'clock, but he might come home, he might sleep for two hours Mm. in an evening because his body needs it. Especially if you have kids who are very athletic, who are involved in sports, they require sometimes quite a bit of sleep as well. But to be fair, very few children get the amount of sleep that they actually need. Very few, no matter what country you're in. Oh, so, and what consequences could that get? I mean, we talked about the brain and everything, but how Mm -hmm. severe could they become? Quite severe. So there's a lot of different areas that we can look at it. So number one, lots of parents like to talk about academics, 
right? How well does somebody do in school? Sleepy kids do not do well in school. Sleepy kids get B's and C's. Sleepy kids don't get A's, right? Because they're too tired to be able to understand and read the details. So that's number one. Sleepy children do not learn well. Number two, sleepy children do not move well. Much greater chance for uh, problems, injury, uh, safety concerns, slow reaction time. You know, if you're playing, let's say you're playing uh, baseball, right? If you're not watching the ball, right in the head, injury type of thing when you're too tired. The third area that we see with a lot of children when they get tired is emotional. They have a tendency to get very high and very low. So lots of anxiety, lots of depression, the more sleep deprived they become. Any emotion seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger, except for happiness. Mm. That seems to get smaller and smaller the more sleep deprived that you are. Mm. So sleep affects every organ system every disease state. So as an example, let's say that you're a young child and you have asthma. Mm. If you're not sleeping well, your asthma is worse, right? Let's say you're a child and you have ADD, right? You have a hard time focusing. Mm. If you're sleep deprived, that's going to be worse. Sleep, lack of sleep makes everything worse and good quality sleep makes everything better. So remember, you know, for parents out there, it's not just about the amount but it's about the quality of the sleep that the child is getting. So a few things you want to think about. If you can, avoid caffeine at all costs for children. There's no value, no nutritional value in caffeine at all, right? It's completely unnecessary and just stimulates them, Yeah. right? Not not necessary. So if you can, remove caffeine from your child's diet. Sugar is another big thing just to think about. A lot of processed sugar late in the day, later in the evenings, och så var det det här med den aningen bristfälliga uppkopplingen. Just här försvann sömndoktorn i några sekunder men jag kan garantera att han var på väg att säga något i stil med att intag av raffinerat socker framförallt sent på dagen påverkar sömnen negativt. Då hoppar vi in igen där uppkopplingen blev bättre. If we look at the surroundings of what's going on with these children in terms of their outside influences We have to understand that there's a lot of effect of sleep deprivation. Hmm. That sounds really sad considering uh, so few children get enough sleep. And so this is a problem that we see everywhere. So as an example, there was a really interesting study done here in the United States looking at school starting times. So Hmm. what they did was they changed school start times from 7.30 in the morning to 8.30 at night, or 8.30 in the morning, just one hour. And what they discovered was all of the kids in high school went from a B to an A only because of changing the school start times. Mm. From a B to an A. Mm. That's crazy. It is crazy. I I mean, it goes for me as well because when I had a good sleep, I'm so much more energized and I do a great job in the morning. And you think clearly and you're motivated and you're raring to go. Yeah. All the things that we want to have, we can get from sleep, but it has to be good quantity and it has to be good quality. So again, removing sugar, removing caffeine from a child's diet, if you can. Also, activity. Yeah. The best way to improve sleep quality, especially for children, is daily activity. Yeah. Right. And and you don't have they don't have to be cross country. 
they don't have to play football or cricket or whatever, but they have to be involved in something that's going to cause some cardiovascular movement in their mm. bodies. Because remember, we sleep to recover. Yeah. If we have done nothing to recover, our sleep is going to be pretty bad. So just sit at home and play uh, TV games is uh, no, it's not, not good, good for sleep. That is not good for sleep. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So Movement about, is good for sleep. Yeah. And then you need to consider as well that children today move uh, often too little mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about the teenager again. Th- does that mean that when you become a teenager, you need to increase your sleep if you're comparing to a 10, 11-year-old? If possible, yes. Mm. But it almost never happens. So I'm going to teach everybody what I did in my house. Mm. So I asked my children to go to bed around 10. Mm. They would sleep from 10 until about 6.30. They would come home. They would take a two-hour nap, Mm. wake up, dinner, homework, activities, go to sleep. On the weekends, only on Saturday, I let them sleep in till noon. On Sunday, they could sleep in until 8 a.m. And that way, Monday, I could get them up early. So you see what I did is I let them them gather their sleep during the week. I let them extend their sleep only on Saturday because if you do it on Sunday, Monday is terrible. They will not go to bed on Sunday evening. Exactly. Yeah. So I did this schedule for the entire four years of my child's education, and it's actually worked out quite well for them. But remember, all kids are different. Right. And so you don't want to put rules on a child that might not work. So for example, most of my children are night owls. So Mm -hmm. them going to bed. So the struggle was getting them to go to bed early, not getting them to sleep late. But you might have a child that likes to go to bed early and likes to wake up early. And so that's a little bit different. So you just need to work within your child's guidelines. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My son likes to go to bed late and likes to wake up early. <laughs> That's oh, so he doesn't get much, he's like this. <laughs> he doesn't get much sleep. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite uh, strict in uh, with his sleeping mm-hmm. uh, habits, but he has a, such a hard time to fall asleep. Right. And, uh, and he wants to watch something. And I say, no, I don't think. Uh, that's actually a question I have to you. So I Let's answer it right questions. now. Yeah. So um, I start with this. What can mm. you do if your child gets too little sleep? 
apart from uh, look at the caffeine and uh, mm. exercising? So the very first thing that I do when children are not getting enough sleep is I talk and educate the child, right? So it's not like you need to do this because I'm a doctor and I tell you so. I ask the child, what do you like to do? Are you a sports kid? Do you like video games? Do you like to read books? Are you creative? Are you an artist? Any activity that the child tells me, I can show them research that sleep makes that activity better. Mm. Any activity there is. So whatever their passion is, I say, look, this is great. I your art is amazing. You're an incredible sports star. If you want to do these things even better, sleep. Mm. Right? Let me show you what happens. When you sleep, you're more creative. When you sleep, you have faster reaction time. When you sleep, you can remember things better for tests. Mm. And they say, all I have to do is sleep. I'm like, yeah, all you have to do is sleep. Mm. Right? Second thing I do is I remove video games from their room. Yeah. I don't have a problem with video games but they shouldn't be in the bedroom. It's too easy for the child to just grab it, play, not pay attention, and all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning and they've been playing games until 2 a.m., yeah. right? So I remove the video games out of the room, right? But still let them be, and we create a time, a cutoff time, mm. a curfew for mm. video games, right? So I have an adult patient, an adult he plays video games until 5 a.m. Oh every single day. He's a he rock and roll guy. He must be useless guy. at his work. <laughs> yeah. Well, he only, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, um, a musician. Yeah. And he only goes on stage at 2 a.m. Okay. Mm. So he does, he's already up, right? But he's not a good example because I can't get him to slow down. That's one of the reasons why we take the video games out of the room and we give a curfew on mm. the video games, right? Mm. The third thing that we do is we look at the wake up time because the biggest problem for children isn't always going to sleep. It's that they don't want to wake up. Yeah. Right. Cause mm. it's not fun. No. Right. Bah, bah, an alarm is going off. Mom is walking through the door. There's a dog, there's a sister, there's a brother, there's a dad who knows what's going on. Right. Mm. So looking at your morning routine, especially for children can actually work really, really well. So during COVID, one of the things that my son did that I was very surprised about is every morning he still got up at the same time, took a shower, got on his clothes, and then would sit at his desk to begin his schoolwork. He wasn't like, you know, getting out of bed with his hair all crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like hmm. he, had a, he had his morning routine that set him straight that allowed him to do what he needed to do. So my big suggestion is keep a morning routine, just like with the little kids where we have dinner and bath and story time and yeah. bed, we can do the same in the mornings, mm. right? We can do wake up, stretch, right? Mm -hmm. Water, mm. sunshine. Those three things are actually the best things that you can do for a child. So stretch, number water, one, and sunshine. Exactly. So number one, our muscles are a little tight. So we should all teach our children how to stand up and do some simple, just body stretches. It can be almost anything. You can do it with the family. Um, sometimes, I, kind of funny, I get my dog involved sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'll take him, my dog and I'll hold him out, you know, and we'll stretch and I'll lift him up and down and, you know, just kind of do something different, kind of something fun, right? The second thing that I do is I drink water. 
Most people don't know this, but sleep is a dehydrative event. You lose from sweat, you lose one liter of water every night. Wow. You one talked liter. with this last time, and mm -hmm. you know what? I'm drinking water every morning now. I love it. Children are as well. I'm so happy for this. And so it's really good for your system. It rehydrates your system and it gives you energy. Mm. The third thing is sunshine. Why sunshine? Well, number one, it gets you outside to breathe in some fresh air. So that's always good. But sunlight, the waves in the light, if they hit your eye, they turn off the melatonin faucet in your brain, which is making you still feel sleepy in the morning. Mm. So sunlight turns off melatonin, brightens your day, more energy, time to move forward. So three things, stretching, water, sunshine, all children every morning. Okay. That's quite easy. Yeah. Yeah. Very effective. So many children I know, they watch TV to wind down in the evening. Yeah. But I guess it's uh, that good to, uh, to uh, sit uh, in front of a screen in the evening. So, so here's the, so maybe, maybe not. So. Mm -hmm. What I use, so both of my children like to watch TV and they like to play games. So they wear these blue light blocking glasses. See these? So yeah. these have a, a coating on the lens and makes that light not so disruptive. So that's one good thing. But I don't like them playing games right before bed because it's too engaging, right? There's too much yeah. going on in their head, that kind of thing. So what I usually prefer is if you're going to watch TV, just listen. Close your eyes, listen, right? Mm. What happens is, is your eyes are closed, you're just listening, and slowly it's distracting you and you fall asleep. So There's then an audiobook is quite good to listen an to. An audiobook would be perfect yeah. to listen to. But, but when you're listening to an audiobook, most people use earbuds, mm. like what we're using. Mm. You don't want to fall asleep with earbuds in because when you sleep on your side, it could hurt the ear. Mm. There are these things called pillow speakers. Mm. There's these little speakers that go inside your pillow and you can hear without it going inside your ear. Wow, I've never heard about those. That's They're great. awesome. So could a heavy duvet help children that have a hard time to settle in the night? So this is an interesting question. So right now in the United States, we've seen quite a bit of people with these things called weighted blankets, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the idea of a very heavy duvet, heavier than you would ever imagine. We're talking 12, 18, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. We're talking, let's see, that would be maybe five to 10 kilos. Can you imagine a blanket that's on top of you that's 10 kilos? Mm, it's that's pretty yeah. heavy, mm. right? So there's good points and there's bad points. It seems that this works well with children with anxiety. So when we look in the literature, children who have got autism, who are on the autism spectrum, they've used these blankets with these children to cover them and it calms them down. It lowers their anxiety very, very quickly. So they took it out of the autistic community and they put it into the children anxious or anxiety community. And what they discovered was that these actually can be helpful, but there's an issue. You don't want it to be too heavy, right? Mm. So generally speaking, you would want a 12 uh, pound or about a five kilo blanket would be the place to start. Number one. Number two, 
Never use it with children under the age of 10 because it's too heavy and they can get mm. trapped. Mm. Also, watch out for your cat or small dogs because yeah. if they crawl under, they can't get out. No, exactly. But I have seen it be effective, but really mostly um, for anxious, high anxious kids. Mm. Do you know what ASMR is? I do, as a matter of fact. You know, I told you my son has a hard time to settle in the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he showed me ASMR and he said, mm-hmm. I love this. So he listens to that or an audiobook. But mm-hmm. do you know what is it with ASMR that gets you? Because I hate it. I think it sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and then I read about it and I uh, heard that so many children find it satisfying. Right. Well, it's so first of all, it's very interesting. I'm going to look something up real quick. Um, Because I've got I actually wrote a little bit about ASMR. Mm. So here it is. So when we start to look at ASMR, which is interesting, I'll give you that. Um, So first of all, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Some people are very um, uh, ASMR friendly. So ASMR works very well for them. Some people, they don't get it at all. So your son may be, um, may be more attuned to it than others. So what we see is sort of a pretty powerful calming sensation appears to be triggered from a broad range of sights and sounds. And so one of the most common things that we see in ASMR are these sights and sounds. And these are things that seem to be anxiety reducing um, for for many people. We don't really know 100% why that's the case, Um, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting. There was a study done, and I'm reading here in 2015, by researchers in the UK. And um, what they discovered was that there's a tremendous growing interest from people in ASMR, but still no real ideas as to why it works. There's been one peer-reviewed study uh, looking at it, and I'm, what it is discovered is that they know that it, that it, it happens, but they don't know why. <laughs> mm. Okay, but you, you don't always need to know why if it works. Exactly. If it, it helps, works yeah? and it doesn't hurt you, is, is it okay? And so the mm. question is, is, does it do anything positive for sleep? And the answer is yes, it does appear to do something that is very positive um, for sleep. So I was able to find one research study. Um, And so let me read it off to you. So uh, let's see, 2015 found that uh, most ASMR users um, use ASMR to help them fall asleep. And it's the single most common um, for people to use it right before bed. Um, And about 30% to 40% of people report that it helps them fall asleep and stay asleep. So once again, we're still in the very early stages of understanding what it is. The good news is I don't think it can hurt you. Um, so if your son wants to do it, I would say that's fine. But get one of those little pillow speakers so that it's underneath the pillow so that he doesn't have the earbuds in his ears. So uh, when it comes to heavy meals before bedtime, as an mm. adult, I should avoid it. I mean, I have my aura ring. That, me and, too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, when my children were young, I thought they slept better when I gave them a heavy meal before bedtime. It mm-hmm. almost knocked them out. Yes, correct. Uh, so does this differ 
from so it adults. depends upon what you feed them. So carbohydrates mm. make children sleepy. Protein makes children very wakeful. Um, so oh. when you have potatoes, um, cabbage, um, things of that nature that are more carbohydrate centric, they increase yeah. serotonin in the brain, which is the calming hormone. Mm. So you ever, what's your favorite thing to eat that's not good for you? Me. Yeah, you. Uh, ice cream, maybe. <laughs> Me too. I'm ice cream. This, I'm ice cream is. I love ice cream. Yeah. Right? So there's. So when we eat ice cream, mm. it's we call it a comfort food, right? It makes us feel good. Mm. The reason is this high level of carbohydrate activates serotonin, and that calms us down and makes us feel good. So any food that we can get that's calming is good for sleep. Here's mm. the problem: lots of these are sugar. Right. Yeah. And so what we have to, we want to avoid the processed sugar and stay more with the natural sugar. So as an example, if you have a full meal, let's say at six 30, but your child isn't going to bed until 10 and they're looking for like a light snack because they want to have something, but you don't want to give them ice cream or something like that. Maybe an apple with some nut butter, like peanut butter or almond yeah. butter would be perfect because we have natural carbohydrates, natural protein, into the system, you want to keep it under about 250 calories, generally mm. speaking. Mm. So, Bruce, that yeah. was all my questions for today. Uh, oh, you wonderful. actually answered some of the questions I had in other answers. I, I think you're very easy to interview and you give Thanks. really good answers. Well, and, you're a great interviewer. I enjoy oh, your company. You. <laughs> I enjoy our conversations very much. I, I feel like I have a new friend in Sweden. I, you do have. Definitely. So yes. uh, take care and I will uh, now take care of my, uh, my children that came home and give them ah, some yes. Yeah. Make sure they sleep. Get them yeah. some glasses. Yes, I will do that. I will Get do that. Glasses. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> okay. Lena. Have a nice day. Bye. Thanks. Have a good evening. Bye-bye Thank now. Thank Du har lyssnat på Food Pharmacy-podden med Mia Klase, Lina Nertby och idag även The Sleep Doctor, vars riktiga namn är Dr. Michael Bruce. Och på thesleepdoctor.com så rekommenderar han olika produkter som kan hjälpa dig att få en bättre sömn, bland annat de där glasögonen han snackar om. Jag heter Sebastian Ring och står för redigering och musik och lite annat. Vill du ha mer av Food Pharmacy? Ja, kanske det. Då kan du gå in på foodpharmacy.se eller gå in på Instagram och hitta oss under namnet food underscore pharmacy. Bra va? Hej då! A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. 
code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 